Hey, this is Coco Columbia. You're listening to Sounds of PDX. This is Bo Bascoro. This is Shay Altered. Hey, this is Andrew. And this is Laura, more vocal code. This is Josh. And this is Nick. We're Talk Modern. This is Maliki. And this is Ryan. We're Small Million. And you're listening to Sounds of PDX. Sounds of PDX. Sounds of PDX on PRP. It is so good to be back after a week of battling the 2017 flu. I am back. Uh, this is Luke Neal on Sounds of PDX. Got a really great show for you tonight. I hope everyone, first off, enjoyed their holiday and in the Portland area have enjoyed a little bit of the Christmas, white Christmas dusting that we had, and uh, hope everyone's safe out there. Tonight on the show, I'm welcoming special guest Salvatore Manalo. Hey, man. Hey, what's up, man? Glad to be here. Yeah, dude. So, uh, you know, last year at this time, uh, I worked with you briefly on a PDX Spotlight episode for Wim Grace, and I knew that you were in the studio this year cooking up some uh, material and recording. So when you reached out, I was so excited to have you on the show and uh, to get to listen to your tunes. They are fantastic. Thank you. Uh, you released Rain recently, which is a great single. We'll be playing at the end of the show. A lot of great stuff coming up. As a matter of fact, in the second hour, we've got a chance to win tickets uh, to the EP release that's coming up on January 12th at Jack London Review. More details on that. I uh, just kind of want to start the show uh, with... An artist that I love, I think, has had many iterations of his career and is a, a shared influence of Salvatore and mine. This is Stevie Wonder with Knock Me Off My Feet. Why'd you pick this one from Stevie? It's just a great song. Um, it reminds me of um, uh, like high school, you know? Yeah. Just like a high school love kind of thing. Just a puppy dog kind of. Yeah, family. and it's, it's fun, too. Yeah, just a fun song. Yeah, Stevie's rad. We've got him as an influence for you, the Beatles, Steely Dan, Neil Young, so many great influences. So stick around. I'll be with Salvatore until 9 p.m. This is Portland Radio Project. Stevie Wonder here on Sounds of PDX. I'm your host, Luke Neal. I've got Salvatore Manalo in studio with me tonight. We're going to be talking about his new music and influences. Uh, we were, if anyone knows, I was just on Google trying to figure out who played bass on that track. I don't know, but it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that song a hundred times, yeah. and it's like every once in a while something else stands out about Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Uh, great pick, man. That's a really good influence. Thank you. Uh, so let's start with the beginning of your story. M- maybe okay. even before you were a musician, uh, do you have a tangible memory of hearing music for the first time and knowing that this is what you wanted to do or it would be a part of your life forever? Um, I took a lot of the long car rides when I was growing up because um, my dad drove drove around a lot because we were in the, my dad was in the Navy. Okay. So yeah, a lot of road trips and moving coast to coast and stuff like that. Yeah. So um, I just love the feeling that the music gave me. It's like, this makes me happy, you know, I want to do this. What type of tunes did he play for you? Just like classics, like um, Don McLean kind of stuff. Um, Stevie Wonder. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think there's something to road trips. My, like you, my first experience where I knew music had its hook in me was uh, I was safely rolling around the back of my station wagon growing up. Like, <laughs> you safely, know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's funny too. I I hear a lot of people. Uh, one of my best buddies from back in the day, Willie. He was always whenever he got new music to share with me, we would hit the road and just take off. Are you yeah. still like 
doing uh, listening parties on the road with I do. music. Like listening like in the car is the best place to listen to music, I think. Yeah. yeah I wonder sure. what the combination of having to pay attention to the road versus <laughs> letting the music sink in. But the it, open road. Yeah, yeah it, it just works. Uh, so right on, man. Well, anyone in your family or friends early on that were musicians maybe had an influence on you? I would say my uncle, um, he's a pastor and um, he started playing guitar and sort of handed it down to my brother and I and my brother got into it and I was like, hey, I want, I want to do that too. <laughs> That's rad. Did he do yeah. like worship music? Worship music, yeah. Um, I, there's a lot of value from a musician standpoint to be a worship player. Mm -hmm. um, I never went to a church with a worship team, but the sight reading, mm -hmm. the amount of just chord progressions you have yeah. to know and a lot of them are you know 12 bar blue blues yeah. based yeah, a lot of um, it's, yeah it's a really good exercise for a lot of people um so as far as far as that goes when was your uh w when did you get your first guitar because you're a phenomenal player as oh, people you. here tonight i would say i was around 13 okay 13 14 yeah, it was a blue Squire Affinity Strat. How sweet. <laughs> yes. Those Squires are nice, man. They are. They're great. You can get a good one. I I think all Strats sound pretty good. Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong with the Strat, really. <laughs> and the funny thing, too, about the Squires is they were made, uh, I think some of them were made in Texas for a while, and then mm -hmm. they were in Mexico. And every once in a while, man, you must have had somebody on the line that just put together a great guitar. Yeah. Like you, my Absolutely. first electric was... Uh, my first that I that I bought was uh, a Squire, and I just put Spurzel tuning locks on yeah, it. Keep it in tune. I changed the <laughs> nut from a from the plastic to graphite. Nice, and it stayed that's in tune. Yeah, yeah, that's rad. Well, another another uh, shared part of our history. That's really rad. Well, I want to give a shout out to PDX Spotlight. Uh, they help me with the playlist every week. Right now, you can see Sarah Wilde's episode. We had a great time filming that out uh, at a barn in Washington. It was a really great experience. Uh, coming up soon, we have the audio sequence, which is an episode we filmed at their jam hut. Had a really great experience with them. So thanks to PDX Spotlight for help with this playlist. Uh, next on our playlist is the Beatles. Again, like Stevie Wonder, that's an artist. I think people can go just so many ways as far as influences yep. here, there, and everywhere. I believe from Revolver. Um, wh right. Why this selection? Just that intro to Leave <laughs> Better Life. You know, yeah, it's perfect. Um, it's probably my favorite album too. It's just really not as um, just really forward sounding. I think. Yeah. yeah, I like the. I like the from a production standpoint. I like the the recording. Absolutely. I think yeah. Revolver is revered by you know. Anyone with a, an audio bug in their ear that knows yeah. about production. Uh, I find, too, you're either a Sgt. Pepper's cat with the Beatles mm -hmm. or your revolver yeah, Beatles. Yeah. So uh, I lean there with you as well. Uh, the Beatles, I think, also exemplify great melodies, which uh, you also have in your music. And, and actually, a lot of the influences that you brought in are really melodically driven. Uh, Chris Cornell said it best. He said, if you could take a song and play the melody on a bass line and recognize it, then you have a hit. Yeah. And he picked up a bass in this genius. interview and played yesterday's. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's just, it's, it's genius. It's so smart. Yeah, Chris Cornell, bless his soul. Uh, well, here it is, another influence from Salvatore. This is the Beatles with Here, There, and Everywhere. From their 1972 release called Can't Buy a Thrill, that's Steely Dan here on Sounds of PDX and Influence of Salvatore Manalo. Uh, one thing I love about your music that I picked up on immediately, the, the first time I heard you play, 
Um, it was actually not to get too cheesy. It was it was kind of like a movie. Oh, really? Because it was at the PDX Spotlight Studio. And you did a performance on that episode, mm. and it was kind of after they'd done a little bit of the sound check, but they got all the lights ready. Yeah. And I think it was just you and Evan. Danny wasn't there yet, but you guys were just like chilling up there playing. Just jamming. Yeah, and I loved your guitar tone. Okay. I was like, this dude has some blues heritage mm. uh, in his uh, musical family tree. We've got Derek and the Dominoes coming up. Yes. But I want to, before we get into uh, my fascination with 12-bar blues and Clapton uh, especially, mm -hmm. where do you think guitarists should start if they want to get this blues proficiency and blues sound? I think it's important. Uh, you know, I told you briefly before, yeah. I got into electric guitar because of speed 80s metal. I had no rudimentary anything. Yeah. It's like, and I'm dating myself, but it was before YouTube. I had to buy the tablature books That's and right. then go buy the before VHS YouTube. of like uh, Kurt Mitchell. You know, he'd sit yeah. there and do guitar skid, total cokehead, but made great <laughs> instructional videos. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so if someone wants to be a blues player, uh, what artist should they listen to? And maybe what's the approach that they should take to learning lead? Um, I'd probably say Eric Clapton because... Um, I guess he doesn't focus too much on the flash of things. He's more on phrasing and really getting the emotion across, you know, with the notes that he plays and um, um, just just play what feels good. That's what I always tell people. You know, they're always like, "How do you play fast? How do you play this? How do you tap?" <laughs> I don't know how to do any of that. But no, um, yeah. What, if it feels good to you, I mean, it should feel good to the people who are listening. That's what I what I think. A lot of those blues guys are just tone heads. You know, mm. St Stevie Ray Vaughan yeah. is probably the biggest like tone uh, that people now chase in the in the blues realm. I mean, even John Mayer, who's yeah. an influence years later sure. tonight. Um, and I think that sound, though itself, twelve comes from the uh, twelve bar blues or the mm. pentatonic scale, which that is based around. Um, have you ever been in those jam circles where you just all right, 12-bar blues, blues Gs, yep. Yep. you're getting ready. Okay, yeah. so explain that process for our listeners who don't know, because like you, when I got into blues, that was my introduction. Yep. I learned the 12-bar blues, you know, wherever to, the starting point for the key, and then you get nervous because it's do. going around the ring. Yeah. So explain a, a blues circle. It's just like getting thrown in the spotlight naked <laughs> pretty yes, much, yes. and everyone's staring at you. Um, but it's I think it's healthy to be to be... You know, nervous like that. You know, it challenges you to try something new, and um, and just to play. Yeah. <laughs> just, sometimes you just gotta play. You know, it might not sound good sound all the time, but you know. And what's crazy too is uh, people who are really intense about Clapton will tell you that I would say ninety-five percent of the time he doesn't use his pinky. Oh, that's right. You know, yeah. he plays yeah. three finger. He'll use his thumb like Hendrix does every mm -hmm. once in a while to root a bass note. Um, but it's so important, I think, to have that um, cohesiveness and that vibe you get from a blues circle because it is. It's kind of like, you know, you're jamming with people that are should be advanced, you know, and you play your little solo, you do what you yeah. can. And when it goes on, I would just observe. Exactly. You know, especially in the room, you see how people would approach a lead in or yeah. how they would resolve. And then you take those tools and, and walk away with them. Uh, who was the first guitarist for you that really stuck out? And you're like, yeah. That's cool. Um, funny enough, um, Neil Young. Okay. Neil Young, yeah. Great pick. Um, I started with, um, was well, acoustic stuff, of course, but I saw this live DVD of them, like Russ Never Sleeps. I don't know if you've seen that. Uh, from the Rust and Gold tour? I 
with the organ and crazy piano? Horrors. With oh, crazy okay. Horrors. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Great yeah. one. Yeah. Oh man. He just like, he just goes for it and it's, it's a little, you know, it's a little sloppy, but you know, it's just all emotion. Godfather of <laughs> yeah. grunge, man. Yeah. Just like, uh, uh. Yeah, that yeah. Neil Young stuff is great. I'm glad you it's brought great. him up because those are our next two artists, mm -hmm. the folks we just talked about. Oh. We've got Derek and the Dominoes with Bell Bottom Blues and then The Needle and the Damage Done by Neil Young. So stick around. Plenty more with Salvatore here on Sounds of PDX. Young here on Portland Radio Project. Thank you so much for hanging out with me tonight. I want to give a quick shout out to Carol Maxwell. Uh, hey, thanks for saying hello on the talk board. If you want to do what she did, go to prp.fm. You can say hello to myself and my special guest, Salvatore Manalo. We were just listening to uh, Derek and the Dominoes and Eric Clapton. And uh, talk to me about Neil Young as an artist. Um, he's not someone that could be on The Voice today no, and no, win. No. He's not somebody that could pick up, you know, even a like a mid '90s uh, development deal. He, no. he was just an artist that it was risky with his voice, yeah. and especially a political stance at the time, coming off of the heels of, uh, you know, some of his other projects. Uh, why does Neil Young speak to you as an artist? Because um, he told it like it was, you know, and um, he's just so great at telling stories and getting his music across, and even just with a guitar. You know, he captured a whole audience, which I think is super cool. Yeah, just a killer songwriter. Yeah. Um, my wife is going to kill me if she's listening, but I got to tell you this story. Uh, in the early 90s, her and her family were camping in rural Arizona. And I'll make it a quick story. Uh, she remembers this guy pulling up to the campsite next to them, you know, however many yards away. Mm. Pulls a rocking chair out of his truck, sits down, and starts playing guitar. Now, my father-in-law was a rock DJ in Detroit in, you know, 60s and 70s. So he's like, oh my gosh, do you know who that is? Yada, yada. So my wife's like, yeah, we were camping and Neil Diamond came up out of nowhere and put a rocking chair. You can see where this oh, is going. No. So for years while we were dating, she told me yeah. this glorious story with, you know, kind of the wah, wah of Neil yeah. Diamond. I mean, I would like to see Neil Diamond camping. I just can't imagine him doing songs from jazz singer in front of a campfire without yeah, a band. You know? exactly. It might be really awkward. So we're telling this story later on. I think we'd been married for a couple of years. My father-in-law just starts dying laughing. He's like, mm -hmm. no, sweetie, that was Neil Young. They think he was out on the road. It was shortly before Harvest Moon was released, okay, yeah. which Needle and the Damage Done was uh, obviously off of Harvest from 1972. Uh, so 20 years later, he toured with those songs and had a couple more. So that's my favorite <laughs> Neil Young. It's, long, it's a long hair, you know. It could happen to anyone, yeah. you know. Silhouetted up against the campfire. Yeah, yeah Guitar. It's, it's still a rock star. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, let's talk about some of the, the uh, early stages as a musician. Were you always a songwriter or were you like a guitarist first? Definitely a guitarist first. Um, I didn't start singing until oh, probably like college. Okay. So, but I've always just wanted to be, you know, just a kick-ass guitar player. Yeah. That was the goal, you know. Learn how to play those Van Halen riffs and <laughs> shred like um, Jimmy Page and all that good stuff. What but, was the catalyst for you that you're like, man, I I can sing, I can do this? Um, I still don't, I haven't found that yet. <laughs> no, no. Um, I guess when that's a good question. Um, I think I started doing in 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 school. And people were like, hey, that's pretty good, you know, in high school. And, you know, 
my friends don't lie. <laughs> They're pretty rough on me. So. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. If they had an opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's kind of cool. So it was brought to your attention that, hey, man, you can also sing. Do you think yeah. you were doing it kind of out of necessity if you're just jamming and wanted to? Exactly. That's yeah. really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk to you about finding yourself as an artist. Uh, I, I don't think people can really make a decision to be like, oh, I want to be, unless it's a pop star. A lot of people, you know, mm-hmm. can weave their way into that. But I think what you've done is picked a genre that I think resonates with you. How, how, what type of advice would you give to people that are trying to find themselves as an artist? Like, how would you explain how you landed into the blues realm and that's just your wheelhouse? Huh. I mean, there's an element of, you know, having people like it, you know, sure, in a yeah. sense. But at the end of the day, I guess if, if it feels good to you, that's what matters. And blues is... It's something that can be redone without sounding regurgitated, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, because you look at most modern rock and roll is based off of Delta Blues yeah. influences. So yeah. it's been done. It was done in the Delta and then it was done in Europe and then technically brought back over to the States. Yeah. And then I think that there was even artists uh, we've been talking. I've been talking a lot about Pearl Jam off here, but like they've got that pentatonic blues bass. Mm-hmm. Um, some other artists like John Mayer, I know who we've got on the list a little bit later. After some of his earlier pop records, the John Mayer trio is just like yeah. such a mind-blowing step for a lot of people to be like, this dude sounds yeah. super Rips legit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting, too, just to, to dig in to someone's past, especially with the next song we have on our list, Toto. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really <laughs> known for like a blues-driven no, sound, not so much. but killer songwriters. Yeah, like, songwriters. So how, do, how does a band like Toto influence your music? Um, definitely like their grooves, you know? Definitely good, just top A musicians. And and um, actually Steve Lukather was one of my early guitar influences. Oh, you know, right like on. The heavy delay and the yeah. smooth, creamy distortion kind of stuff. And I just love that, yeah. He did a lot of cool stuff with Eddie Van Halen. They yeah. were on some like guitar projects in the late 90s. Yeah, just crazy. Yeah, Steve Lukather, really good pick. And that's just it. Toto is not only one of the best uh, group of musicians out there, they're just one of the best pop bands of yeah. all time. They yeah. wrote some of the best songs ever. Uh, so we're getting back to the PDX Spotlight playlist. We've got Toto and Influence of Salvatore. He is selected Without Your Love. Stick around. I will be with him until 9 p.m. Thank you so much for listening to KSFL LP Portland. This is Portland Radio Project on 99.1 FM in the Portland area and streaming live on PRP.FM. I'm your host, Luke Neal. I've got Salvatore Manalo in studio with me tonight. We've been listening to his influences. And close up, we're approaching the second hour. We're going to be hearing his original tunes and a couple live performances and a chance to win a ticket to our couple guest passes to your EP release, get some more details about that right now Uh, so that's coming up you're playing with one of my favorite bands in town maxwell cabana and stephanie kitson is that correct okay um that's going to be friday january 12th at the beautiful jack london review at 9 p.m you totally looking forward to this i'm super stoked i can't even sleep at night (laughs) (laughs) on top of everything else on top of everything else that goes goes into yeah Yeah. that's really rad so we've got tickets to that coming up and we've got information on a couple other shows in town you should check out um we just heard jim croce an artist that i think kind of had it all was a great songwriter 
killer voice. Mm-hmm. But that song, that last song, really emphasized how good of a composer he was. Yeah. The strings are so strings rad. Are, are you a big strings fan on tunes? I think this is one of the first ones that I was like, oh, wow, <laughs> that's beautiful. Yeah. And that like bass line that he does on the guitar, too, along with the actual bass player, you know. Yeah. It's one of the first things I picked up on an acoustic. I was like, really cool. James Taylor did that a lot, too. James Taylor, yeah. A lot of really cool songwriters. Now, for your songwriting process, mm-hmm. um, are you a lyrics guy first, or you write music uh, or is it kind of a hodgepodge? Definitely music first. Yeah. I focus on sometimes a melody will pop in my head and I'll do that first. Or um, mainly it's just guitar parts, you know, being a guitar player. Yeah. Sort of just, you know, hammer it in until I get something. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of voice memos on yeah. your smartphone. Exactly. Yeah. I remember you used to uh, carry around a little tape recorder. Like What's it's that? just, yeah, I mean, <laughs> again, pre-smartphone. Yeah, really. um, I think it's such a good idea to capture ideas like that. Do you find yourself working on material that is new or do you have like a catalog you keep going back to with some songs that you, you know are great but just haven't come to fruition yet? I, I'm always interested in a songwriter's catalog. Um, definitely now since I've started working with um, a band, I'm stepping outside of the acoustic kind of songwriter thing. Um, I'm sort of leaving old songs that I really have, you know, great respect for behind, um, just because, you know, we all grow up, I guess. I love that advice. Oh. Sometimes you just have to leave them. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I mean, there's a lot of songwriters and musicians that got caught up on these old songs that become mm-hmm. babies, and they're part of our personal soundtrack. Yeah. But it's called a record for a reason. Exactly. That's the record of your life at that time. That's wonderful advice mm-hmm. to anyone who wants to be a songwriter. Salvatore just, just knocked just it out of the park. I just, I just <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> TM. <laughs> uh, well, you know, we could get, we've got a couple more singer-songwriters to talk about later in the show, uh, like Alan Stone, one of my favorites. Um, Jimi Hendrix, I consider him a singer-songwriter mm-hmm. um, for sure. But there's also the bands with big, huge production. Uh, next on the playlist, Playlist is Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> These guys are still killing it yeah, too. They're fucking uh, it up. Was this one of the ones? Uh, is this a road trip band? Definitely a road trip song. And one of the first band I was in actually did a lot of you know funk and R and B kind of music, and this was one of them. <laughs> and you know it just holds close to my heart. That's so you covered this track. Yeah. For oh, sure. that's so rad. That's super cool. We are listening to influences from Salvatore Manalo. He's going to be with me until nine p.m. We've got live performances, ticket giveaways, and much more. So stick around. Pacific Northwest boy, that's Alan Stone here on Sounds of PDX. That's an influence of Salvatore Manalo. We've been listening to a bunch of great artists tonight, but that cat, oh. his oh. voice is plain. Smooth as butter. Uh, Portland uh, artist Morea Massa was on the road a lot with him in 2016 yeah. and earlier in 2017. Why did he make it to your influence list? He's pretty new to my list, actually, within the last couple of years, but... Um just his, his voice, first of, yeah. all, first of all, and his songwriting too, and you know the way he he gets his band to just hit you in the feels every time. Great, you know? really good energy. He yeah. calls himself uh, Hippie Soul. Yeah, Hippie with Soul. Hippie Something with like Soul, yeah. <laughs> really good touring artist. If you haven't uh, checked out Alan Stone's work, please do, uh, really good stuff. Well, uh, Salvatore, I want to have our listeners and your fans get a peek behind the curtain. Want to do a little game I like to do here on uh, Sounds of PDX called 10 Questions. Uh, so I'm just going to 
off the cuff. Just rattle them off. Whatever sounds good. <laughs> so uh, let's start things off with uh, what do you prefer, mountains or the ocean? Mountains. Why so? They're taller. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more inspired. I can't swim. I can't okay, swim. there it is. <laughs> That's the thing. It's a fear-driven decision. Fear-driven, yeah. <laughs> uh, movies or television for you? Movies. What's your favorite flick you've seen recently? Um, I haven't seen a movie in a while, actually. Now here's your goal for 2018. Yeah, I've got to watch more movies. <laughs> uh, when you go to the movies, are you action or drama? Action. Okay, right on. Uh, baseball or basketball, if you had to choose? I had to choose? <laughs> Basketball. It's yeah. always a gamble. Yeah. I don't know who's into sports uh, and who isn't. It's shorter. Uh, so here's one that may be more up your alley. If <laughs> it's a shorter event. It's a shorter event. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Um, if you had a chance to play at one of these festivals, would you rather play South by Southwest or Coachella? Ooh, South by Southwest probably. Yeah, yeah. I think you'd fit in really well. South cool. by Southwest. Get you on the concert row down there. Um, so are you more of a quiet evening in or late night romp with friends? It depends. Okay. Um, really depends. Lately, I guess, you know, I like to romp. Okay, <laughs> I like to nice. romp. Get out and get some energy in, the, in the winter. Exactly. Uh, it's coffee or tea? Tea. Tea. Sure. You brought some tea tonight. Uh, if you had to choose for the rest of your life, you could only eat breakfast or dinner, what would it be? Breakfast. It's an important question, and I think you answered right. Yes. <laughs> There's so much variety with breakfast. So, um, so if you weren't a guitarist in a band, and you got the opportunity to play with a touring band, hmm. like, let's say, Borns or Alan Stone, if you had the ability, would you rather be a bassist or a drummer? Drummer. Why, why be a drummer? Um, it just looks like they have so much fun. You know yeah. what I mean? They're just like moving all the time. They're hard to take pictures of. That's true. Right? That's they true. never get their own good pictures. Uh, and lastly, I'd like to ask you, if you could play at one of these venues, which would it be? You could get an offer to play at Red Rocks here in the States or across the pond at Royal Albert Hall, where Cream played their last show. Oh, that's true. A lot of great shows at Royal and Red Rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Red Rocks. Okay. Yeah. It's a little bit more, you know, relaxed. Yeah. It's kind of a spiritual experience yeah. at Red Rocks. Yeah. It's, I, it's still on my bucket list. I, I've i watched, play, like, the Incubus concert from there is fantastic. Uh, Florence and the Machines really good. Well, thanks for playing along, man. Yeah, no problem. Though. I'm off the cuff. Uh, easy, easy stuff to answer. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's get back to the playlist here, Salvatore. Uh, artists that I listen to all through high school religiously. Van Halen, especially Van Hagar. This 5150 record had so many great pop songs. Yeah. You selected Love Walks In for your playlist tonight. Why particularly this one, or even this era for Van Halen? Because um, I think the other, you know, guitar-heavy stuff was a little too easy. And this stuff is just, um, it's just great pop music, you know, with, you know, with great musicality underneath it, which is really cool. And what's impressive, too, I wasn't cognizant of it at the time, but looking back at Van Halen's history, there was so much pressure for the Sammy Hagar mm-hmm. debut 1984 knocked everybody's socks off. Yeah. They had expanded to a very keyboard-heavy sound, but then 5150 came out, totally different band, yeah. and blew everyone away. Yeah. Like, and I think this is one of the songs that sure. has a big responsibility for that. <laughs> yeah. uh, a shared influence again by Salvatore and myself. This is Van Halen with "Love Walks In" on Portland Radio Project.
That's I Wish by Tom Mish. I believe that's how you pronounce his last name. An influence of Salvatore Manalo. He has been hanging out with me all night. Uh, I really enjoy talking about recording with you, mm-hmm. kind of behind the scenes, because you just got a really cool toy. Yeah, It's been a pleasure <laughs> watching you on social media work with some of this stuff. Like, you've already bust out a couple songs. Um, now, you purchased the MPD-218. Yeah, Explain correct. to our listeners what that is. It's um, a MIDI controller, I guess, geared for drums. Is that... Yeah, fair to say. Yeah, um, and it's just something you can you know tap on. You know, it's it's different with keys because I'm not really a good a really good keys player, so it's just easier for me to you know plan out some cool drum parts and beats and stuff like that. So you've been tracking, like you've been writing beats and then tracking bass, guitar. Yeah, just like basically stuff. doing self production stuff. <laughs> yeah, and it's something I want to get into. You know, sort of lay off on the guitar solos for a while. <laughs> and uh, were you ever opposed? to electronic music coming no, from? No, okay. No, not really. I think people sometimes, uh, I, well, I'll say for myself, like I used to be a really big music snob, and then when I started you know, evolving as a listener and a writer, mm-hmm. it took a while for me to make the leap to get yeah. some sequenized uh, software like that, some MIDI software, because I used to have the perception that it would take away from the feeling, and it yeah, doesn't. it doesn't. It's another canvas and some paintbrushes. Yeah. Uh, I think it's really cool as a, as a songwriter <laughs> to watch people put stuff out. Some great artists in town. You were doing that, Corgi and Bass, obviously mm. Glasses has uh, yeah. all of his I stuff do. going on. Um, but that's really cool. I think it's a great, you know, the laptop is the modern day folk instrument. Mm-hmm. People compose and write and do everything on it. But there's also something really cool to the other side of what you do really well is your live performances. And you guys captured some really cool stuff at the Rye Room. So oh, let's yeah. give uh, Matt Greco and Matt the crew Greco. a shout out. What a man, what a man. Seriously. And your videos came out stellar. Great, thank you. They're so really much. good, man. What are the tracks that you uh, performed at the Rye Room sessions? It was um, This Feeling, which that's the one that came out. Um, was it a week ago or two weeks ago? Yeah. And then I don't think they put out the, the next one, which was Rain, which was a single. And I think Vortex is going to put that out. Or did they put out the other they one? They put out the first one. Okay, yep. right on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and shout out to Vortex, Super too, cool for guys. always keeping us up on the up for the local stuff. Um, great experience at the Rye Room. That's one of the yeah. really nice Super rooms fun. in town. <laughs> huh? Was that your first time there? That was, uh, No, no, no. I recorded the EP there. Okay, yeah. right on. Uh, and talk about the players who are on the on the record. Oh, yes, of course. Um, we've got Evan Knapp on the bass guitar. Um, I've known him for a couple of years since one of my first friends here. And um, Danny Fry, same thing, real good buddy of mine. We've all just been in a, you know, way too many bands together. <laughs> so we're just like stuck with each other. And even if you don't think you know Evan, if you go out to some shows in Portland, you probably know Evan. He's at every yeah, local show. That dude's, yeah, he's never tired. He bops <laughs> around. It's really great. Like... When I'm tired and worn out, I'll watch his Instagram feed. Yeah, exactly. That's how I get it. That's, that's what it's there for. <laughs> what are some of the other projects you've played in? I think that's good to recognize, too, because it's part of a progress. I mean, yeah. you could play in bands, and then there's so many. Some of my favorite singer-songwriter projects, like Bleachers, Jack mm-hmm. Arnoff left fun, and I think it's creating music better than what fun was doing. Yeah. Um, so who are some of the other projects you've been working with? Um, currently or just in general? In the past, In the yeah. past. Um, I, we worked with Wim Grace, you know, another really great singer-songwriter locally in town. Yeah. Um, worked with a group from Longview called Low Key. Oh, yeah. yeah those guys. Yeah. Those guys. But, um, yeah, they're just amazing. You should try to They're <laughs> dope. Yeah, Low Key's killer. And, um, let's see, we played with a group called Your Gypsy. Okay. Yeah, they're a duo that's, you know, they're putting out some great, like, soul, soul R&B kind of vibe. Really cool guys. And, um, and girl. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, right now I just, we're, I guess we're focusing on, well, Evan and I, 
um, when he has a solo project, you know, Danny and I will back him. If I have a solo project, they'll back me during the live shows. So it's, it's been fun. I think that's so cool and symbiotic. And that's the only yeah. way a good music scene works. Mm. There are so many people and you know, one of the two, two of the most famous music scenes that exploded, um, you know, New York in the late seventies, punk scene, Seattle, early nineties, there were so many artists who played in, in all these different bands. And then yeah. once some took hold and got attention, they obviously put their, uh, tent stakes in the ground and, and made their home there. Uh, but I love the vibe that you're in. I love like the soulful blues R&B thing. Um, I think some of the music we're playing now is a little bit closer to uh, what you sound like. Not to say you don't sound like Stevie Wonder, no, no. Uh, but like Alan Stone, an artist for sure, mm -hmm. you sound more like Bruno Major. Next on the playlist was not someone that I was familiar with. And this is his song called Easily. Beautiful track. Yes. Yeah. How did you find out about this guy? Um, actually through Instagram. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I guess um, this guy just puts out a, well, th this past year he put out a single every month. And then um, this past December he just put out a an EP of like, or an album, I guess, of all 12 songs. Oh, that's so amazing. cool. What a great idea. Yeah. I'm going to have to dig into his stuff. This is super rad. Another influence of Salvatore Manalo. I'm going to be hanging out with him until 9 p.m., but stick around shortly. We've got chances to win tickets to the EP release taking place on January 12th at Jack London Review mm -hmm. uh, for Salvatore's playing with Maxwell Cabana and Stephanie Kitson. Uh, so stick around. Lots, lots more here on the show. Don't you tell me that it wasn't meant to be. That is the Roy Hargrove Quintet here on Sounds of PDX and Influence of Salvatore Manalo. He's my special guest tonight. Uh, before we get back into a couple things with him, I do want to ask specifically, like, this was different from any other songs on the playlist. <laughs> why, why did this one make your influences? Um, I went to music school, um, and this is one of the first songs that I had to learn for ensemble class. <laughs> and it was just, it just really took me into, I'm not too heavily into jazz, but it's, you know, it's pretty palatable, this song at least. And I just love, you know, it's really tight and the musicianship and, you know, showed me, I learned a lot from that. Yeah. It's not many four and a half minute jazz tunes out there. Yeah. Instrumental jazz exactly. tunes. Exactly. Yeah. I think you're bringing up a good point. I think even if you're not really diving into a genre, you should know, yeah. at least as a musician, participate in, mm -hmm. in some faction of that. Just makes you more well-rounded. Uh, before we move on, I want to give a quick shout out to Vortex Music Magazine and we will be right back. Support comes from Vortex Music Magazine. Receive the print edition in the mail each quarter, plus access to monthly benefits like vinyl, music photography, concert tickets, and more. Get swept up in the Vortex at vrtxmag.com forward slash subscribe. It's the time of year where there's not a whole bunch going on, but I wanted to give you a heads up of course, my Vortex Music Magazine show of the week is taking place January 12th at Jack London Review. That is the EP release for Salvatore Manalo. He is my guest tonight playing, sharing the stage with Maxwell Cabana and Stephanie Kitson. Kicks things off at 9 p.m. What, doors at 8? Doors at 8, right on. So now we're going to give uh, a chance to, to see this great evening of music. And uh, I always like when new music is birthed at an event, like the EP's released. Yeah. 
new soundtrack available for everyone on the planet. So what we're going to do, if you'd like to win a couple passes to see Salvatore's EP release, you're going to text the word RAIN, which is his new single, mm -hmm. to 27299. Now be safe. If you're driving, you want to participate, please pull over. Yeah. You're going to text 27299, and the keyword is RAIN. We're going to get you a couple guest passes to see Salvatore's EP release with Maxwell Cabana and Stephanie Kitson Friday, January 12th at Jack London Review. How long have you had the show booked? Um, a little more than a month. Okay. Yeah, it's been a while, yeah. What a cool room to play. Is there any reason, do, were you like, it's available, or did you want that room? <laughs> I did, I did want that room. Okay, it just cool. seemed like a cool space to do. Um, it just fit in with the vibe. Especially. Very deliberate. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, this is, yeah. if it wasn't planned, it's beautifully serendipitous. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really cool. Uh, well, I, I think... It's part of the journey, you know, you're gonna close a chapter on making and, and releasing this first EP. Mm -hmm. um, it's always trepidatious, but I think you have a unique position because even before I knew you were putting out the full EP, you've always been good about recording yourself and either doing the YouTube thing or mm -hmm. just sharing music with people which I personally think would help a lot more artists get their stage legs. Um, yeah. Can you speak to that and maybe what drives you to to share music with people in such a, a fragile state as a songwriter? Like it's pretty new stuff you're sharing with people. Yeah, um, it's a great it's a great vehicle to to utilize. I think for sure. Um, even if you can't like like myself, I'm still learning to get the live thing down, <laughs> which I'm slowly getting there. But um, having that with you is. Um, really helpful to me at least, you know, testing out new songs or um, just trying out new stuff, which is um, it's always important. But yeah, I think there's still the recording aspect. Yeah. You know, yeah, you're still yeah. hitting the red light That's and true. there's a little yeah. bit of pressure for there's you. a little bit of mixing here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But it's a good lesson. Yeah, I, good I brought it up because I think more artists should be doing that. Mm. Um, talk about live performances. What are some of your favorite places you've played in Portland? Um, Alberta Street Pub is probably... One of my favorites just it's such a cool room you know amazing room there's a bunch you play the old church old church yes that's right oh, beautiful that, yeah yeah we had this like light light thing come up and um it was like a hologram on the wall it was beautiful that's yeah. so cool they've got some really cool stuff at the old church yeah uh going on now are there any wish list venues that you haven't played yet that are on your bucket list there's a bunch of those too <laughs> <laughs> um definitely doug fur for sure um Sippy, of course. Yeah. Studios. Um, I could see you guys killing both those stages, I'm sure. Thank you. Yes. Uh, Boulder's room, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully upstairs one day. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll aim low for now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to chat with you about an artist that uh, we mentioned earlier in the show. And uh, John Mayer, I think, exemplifies... Mm -hmm. Not only great college rock, but he's a great blues rocker. Now he's doing the stuff with the Grateful Dead. Um, why did he make it to your list as a influencer? I almost didn't put him on just because of you know the voodoo of John Mayer. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that douchebag. <laughs> he, he has a public persona, yeah, yeah for sure, yeah, for sure. But you know, he does the the pop thing really well, and well, he does the blues thing really well, and sprinkling a little pop in there, yeah, which I think is really really hard. It is. And um, I think it does it well. So. It's got some pop sensibility to yeah. it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, and that brings, that begs a question. Like, can you separate the artist from the art? And I think in mm -hmm. some cases, depending on 
how horrific the person may be. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> I get to a breaking point. Exactly. Uh, but with artists like John Mayer, I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. he's, you know, a little bit of a D bag. He yeah. does, you know, some yeah. stupid things now, but he's matured as an artist. And I think he's written some really, uh, lyrically, yeah. he's just written some really great stuff. Yeah, I think that's right. one thing that gets overlooked, unfortunately, by his own doing, but mm-hmm. he's a wonderful songwriter. Absolutely. If you are into past artists, you know, like Jim Croce, like we played earlier tonight, he's a, He's an influence yeah. of John Mayer. Oh, I didn't know. Um, that. Yeah, yeah. It, from more of a lyricist standpoint, okay. I think that's something that people miss. Go back, listen to John's lyrics. I had a, a dear friend named Brandy Amaros who uh, was like totally into Coheed and Cambria and metal, <laughs> no and like, but she also really loved John Mayer. We yeah. were talking about Ani DeFranco one time. She was like, you know, who's a great lyricist? It's John Mayer. And I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> she pulled out all the stuff she had and yeah. really made me pay attention. And it, it built my appreciation for him. So I'm uh, so glad to see him on the list, Salvatore. This is John Mayer with I Don't Trust Myself here on Sounds of PDX. Right now, I'm going to turn my attention back to my special guest, Salvatore Manalo. We've got some live performances right now. We've got uh, some recorded stuff from you. Favorite part of the show, we get to dive into your stuff and uh, really see the culmination of all the influences we've been listening to. Now, um, before we have you play live, can you talk about some of the mental preparation it takes to get ready for an EP release? Because there's so many moving parts with the show and the recordings. How have you stayed sane through all of this? What's some <laughs> advice you could give some other folks? Um, definitely organize, 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 organize. Um, so just to like have a have a plan, and um, just set set aside some time every day to do something. You know, just don't sit on it. Good advice. Yeah. <laughs> Musicians are procrastinators. Exactly. We all know this. Well, I'm really excited, man. We've got a couple uh, live songs from you. The first one you're going to do is a track called "Always." Yes. Is this a newer song? Um, this is actually an, an older song. Okay. Yeah. Uh, written last year, so um, I think this is one of the first songs where I would like. This is the sound I want to try to keep going for. So. Is this uh, on the EP? This is. Yes. Okay, right on. Track numero uno. Perfect. <laughs> so we get the uh, the live version here, ladies and gentlemen. This is Salvatore Manalo live on Portland Radio Project. Towards the ground, I guess I never met it anyway. Since the world just pushes down, and my mama tells me there's a time to decide will you break down or will you point your hands on the sky? But I always find that there is something next in line. Another meaning to define Another piece of me to fight Will I look before I cross the other side? Will this be the time when all is going right? And will this candle burn up to keep Ooh 
decline. I guess I never mattered anyway. There ain't no people left behind. And my papa tells me there's a reason to climb. And my papa tells me there's a reason to climb. Oh, but I always find that there is something next to line. Another meaning to define. Another piece of me to find. Oh, well, I look before I cross the other side. Will this be the man gosh thank you that was fantastic salvatore manalo here live on sounds of pdx man i your voice is stellar thanks man. like it, it it's it sounds cliche it, i mean we are recording it right now but it sounds pre-recorded <laughs> and then your guitar playing is just phenomenal dude it's like really i love that intimate like finger picking you know from chet atkins or you know stevie ray some of his acoustic stuff yeah. and you just you capture it Thank so you. well, man. Sure. Uh, you do your songs justice live, that's <laughs> for sure. Um, we're gonna play a, a studio recording here real quick. It's a song called Stay. Um, let's talk about some of the, how, what it takes to produce this thing and get such a clean sound. It's one of the oh. cleanest recordings I've heard in a long time. It's really great. Is this Matt's work as well? Yes, Okay. Matt's, yeah, for sure. He did um, the whole EP. Um, it was, uh, actually this song, Stay, was actually pretty much just one take with the vocals at least and then the guitar was like the second take but um <laughs> crazy. Matt just knows how to how to kill it with that and um you just you just setting the a comfortable environment i think just makes for a good performance i think is what what does it oh that's yeah that's a really good advice vibe is important yeah, uh response on the talk board carol maxwell says that was beautiful oh thank you in response to your performance so thank you so much for saying that you can join carol in the conversation on prp.fm so let's hear this is a song uh from salvador manalo this is also on the ep that's coming out on the 12th is that yes. correct this is a song called stay stick around <laughs> you choose to say 
some unreleased music from my special guest Salvatore Manalo. That's going to be available January 12th uh, after the EP has been released officially. Uh, if you haven't texted in to win, you still have a chance uh, to win a couple passes to the EP release with Salvatore Manalo, Maxwell Cabana, and Stephanie Kitson. That's again January 12th at the Jack Lennon Review. All you need to do is be safe if you're driving. Pull over, text the word RAIN to 27299, and we will get you in the drawing, and you'll be uh, notified, obviously, well before the show, so we can get you up there and to see a killer night of music. And uh, so what's the deal? Are you going to have physical copies there for folks to purchase? I will, yes. I bought, well, I pressed. Is that what they call it? Pressing? Pressed, <laughs> I think. Duplicate, I don't know. That's what the kids are calling the it these days. Um, I made 100 copies just, you know, to have something physical to hold. So I'm like, hey, perfect. Limited edition. A limited edition. So be there. I love it. That's perfect. Uh, once again, that's you can text the keyword rain to 27299 for a couple passes for that night. 
We've been listening to the influences and original music of Salvatore. Just heard a great studio recording. Uh, you know, I do it all the time. I always rave on Matt Greco. His work yeah. is so great that comes out of the Rye Room. His videos are fantastic, mm -hmm. and just his sensibility as a producer. And you said he played yeah. keys on that last track. He did. Track. He played keys on all the songs, actually. It's so cool. <laughs> yes, amazing. Guy. I love him to death. Um, well, perfect. Next up on the playlist here, we've got another live performance. Uh, this song is called The Feeling. This Feeling, yep. This Feeling. Now, what inspired this one? Um, this was about, just, this one's about um, um, kind of falling out of friendships. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just, I started talking to an old friend of mine like earlier this year. I was like, oh, you know, I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> not that close of friends anymore. So. <laughs> and that happens? Yeah, it happens. As people are in your life for certain chapters and they yeah. give you gifts and move on and we learn exactly, from it. Yeah. And right. I'm a sentimental guy, so I'm like, you know, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm with you too. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, I'm a loyal, sentimental guy. Exactly. I like to, I would hope that those relationships would be just as strong forever, but. Yeah, but it's just the way life is. Tough lesson to learn sometimes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, man, the airwaves are all yours. Awesome. Let's do it. If it burns, I know this love can start a fire. 
another stellar performance, man. Thank you. Well done. That's This Feeling by Salvatore Manalo. Dude, I can't thank you enough for sharing your stories and tunes with us tonight. Thanks for having me. This was super fun. Yeah, man. Uh, I just, again, this is not a show to miss. Salvatore is going to be releasing the EP live January 12th at Jack London Review. It starts at 9, doors at 8. 830? 830, I think, to be exact. Um, But get there early anyway. It's always a great (laughs) place. Uh, Maxwell Cabana and Stephanie Kitson are going to be sharing the stage. Uh, Now, I haven't heard Stephanie before. Stephanie, um, she's really good. (laughs) She's amazing. (laughs) Um, She does this really cool thing where um, she has a looper. She loops her voice. She's like R&B, soul, jazz kind of singer. Oh, man. And I think she's going to have a full band with her during the show. So oh, cool. It's going to be really, really fun. So uh, Evan and Danny sharing the stage with you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for my thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right on. They're, yes. uh, they're the band there that night. A couple other stellar players yeah. as well. Um, yeah, man, it's been just a pleasure going back and looking. Obviously, you have the heavy hitters, but it's cool to see like Toto, Jim Croce, mm-hmm. both heavy hitters, but don't show up on influence lists in the way that they were highlighted on yours, man. And it's just uh, been really cool to get to know you tonight and, of course, yeah. share the music with you. Likewise, man. Uh, pre- really appreciate that. Um, what can you tell us about the last song I'm going to be playing tonight? It's your brand new single. You just dropped it on uh, December 15th. Yes, December 15th. It's called um, Rain. Another stellar production. Thank you, yeah. band sounds incredible in this. This one we spent the most time with, I guess, production-wise. We were just like, more guitar, more guitar. <laughs> no, but it turned out really fun because... Um, uh, Evan does a killer job on the bass and it's just like so prominent in the song and Dave Kelsey actually played drums on all of these songs and um, he's just a killer drummer and it's, it's, he really shines through it. Yeah, you guys are super in the pocket. Uh, Salvador, before we let you go tonight, any uh, goodbyes or well wishes you'd like to send out there to anybody? Um, you know, just uh, just keep having a Merry Christmas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> keep the holiday vibes going. Keep the going. holiday vibes going <laughs> and um, I hope to see you guys on the 12th. If not, have a happy new year. And um, just keep keep Portland weird. <laughs> keep Portland weird. <laughs> yeah. Well done. I couldn't have said it better myself. Again, thanks for being here tonight. We've got the the brand new single "Rain" from Salvatore Manalo. I've been your host, Luke Neal. This is Sounds of PDX. Until next time, I remind you to discover and support local music. Have a great night. Shining down on me I've been breathing long enough To know it's real Cause I've been looking For ways to find All my days is clear But it's clear But it's clear Cause I Saw the rain And I've been running Been running Been Is it time for me to hang back at the wind? 
I've been listening too close, it must have been A place to shelter my thoughts again And I just can't begin The begin, the begin again Let us know about your new favorites at prp.fm.